0: This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at Galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. This is Save Eureka Podcast Number 45, Double Take. Welcome back, everyone, to this penultimate <laughs>
1: episode of Save Eureka. Ooh. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought it was the final episode of Chuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, uh,
1: this
2: wow. You know what? I actually, um, I actually really like this because it was like a, a huge send up of zombie movies and i mean it was a zombie apocalypse slash invasion of the body snatchers oh. slash kind of horror flick you know i mean it, it took a whole bunch of just standard genre yeah. stuff and crammed it all in as Audra a pointed this
0: out i got i gotta say this you were watching i'm talking to audrey here when we were watching the show audrey looks at me and goes you know what this is this is a zombie story. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you we're are in the absolutely cabin
2: and All the it's arms a, are coming through the door and a stuff. It's a zombie story,
0: except instead of zombies, they're, they're replicants. I mean, same idea, though.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah, totally. And you got a little bit of Battlestar with the farm and same forest, by the way, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like, I have to admit, I really like the fact that they're doing that. And it, it was just, I mean, it wasn't, playful in an obvious way but it was playful you could tell that the writers were being playful with it
1: Yeah, well the only time it actually really got remotely playful was uh, some of the dialogue with uh, Carter uh, not Carter no I was going to say with uh, Will Wheaton's character I don't know, Carter saying, I, I "Hang taste on, like chicken."
0: Yeah, Carter's, hang on, I gotta kick my ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm kicking my ass, do you mind? <laughs> <lie? laughs>
0: Sometimes I really hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> I liked
2: Fargo's, you know, frack me as he went running away. I mean, I know he says that, but I felt like it was kind of a direct... I mean, you've got this this whole setup that looks exactly like the farm in Battlestar, and you've got situations that are very similar to Cylons. You got Bear McCreary doing the music, and then he says, frack me, I thought. It
1: well, was... and they
0: reference like hell in this
2: episode. Yeah. I mean, if you... Yeah,
1: you got old... Old GD logos all over the place. You've got, you know, Star Wars analogies taking place. Uh, LV426. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was
2: So awesome. you head back to the
1: planet now called LV426. You yeah. <laughs> got to worry. Six and
0: Vasquez got the fix. Replicants. There's our Blade yeah. Runner. I mean, we got... Wow. Yeah. They're just like dropping them like mad in this one.
2: Talk about oh, yeah. Clone Army.
0: You know, Right. Yeah. right. Oh
2: yeah. and the you got to have the creepy kid, right? Yeah, and oh, again,
1: again Jenna's like 12 again.
2: <laughs> yeah, they I was like, "Who is that?" And Chuck's like, "That's <laughs> the older Jenna." I'm like, "I know, but who is it oh, really?" I'm
0: like <laughs> they built a body for, and she's like, "Oh yeah." yeah. <laughs> that was <laughs> awesome. I'm flipping
2: <laughs> out like, "Oh my god. What are they in the Matrix? Are they not in the Matrix? I don't know."
1: And I I totally didn't see that it, see it coming that it was just going to be the NPCs that were we're the villain here it was funny i know because middle of the episode i looked at audrey and i'm like i'm starting
0: to buy uh Juan's plot here i think Juan's plan of it it's it's wind breaking out that might be and then and then right after that almost they're like oh yeah it's the npcs i'm like
1: i, I made a note at about two minutes in that i'm like is are these just the are these the npcs that are nice. doing this it's like yeah. yeah it was it's oh it's just so i don't know it's 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 I, I never really liked the NPCs in the Matrix. Right. So when they start breaking out and and you get ugh, I really got to give it to him for for doing creepy Carter so well.
2: Ugh.
1: And, ugh, it's just so
2: and to Colin Ferguson for doing it. so yeah. well. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's what I mean. Yeah. It's like he oh, just I'm sorry. I that. thought
2: you might give it to the. Yeah.
1: No, just Colin Ferguson plays creepy Carter so differently from, you know, Carter Prime I know. Carter Prime. Nice.
2: You know like what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: what? Like Spock Prime. Yeah. Got it?
2: Like USDA Prime.
0: No, you know, I I think I was obviously I'm sad that the series is coming to a close. And and it's really sad knowing that the closing of Eureka is really closing the show and it's not, you know, just a cliffhanger or something. But you know, I um I have to kind of like the I, I kind of like the idea of Eureka closing, but not necessarily in an ultimately permanent way in case they ever can do anything else. You know, I guess, doesn't it always bother you a little bit? Maybe I'm weird this way, but doesn't it kind of bother you a little bit when a show is canceled and the and the people in the show are kind of, the characters in the show are kind of left in in limbo, like you imagine that there's a Eureka out there somewhere in, in imaginary space with all these people with nothing to do because no one's creating for them. And if they kind of were to shut it down and say, well, maybe we'll do something else and figure it out. And then they disperse or something that would feel like an end to me. Yeah. So they're
2: not going to do that. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, I, I think that it's, it's too clear That, uh, well, the most important thing in Eureka is the relationships between the characters and that big, you know, family that they've created. That is what matters. So if the Department of Defense stops funding the project, then they'll find another way to keep Eureka going without the DoD.
1: They'll all open dry cleaners.
2: (laughs) You know, maybe they'll do like a, yeah, right. Maybe they'll do like a men in black thing where they use all of the ideas, you know, like the... The Matrix idea was, uh, I guess it was Beverly or Wynn or somebody who wanted to capitalize on all of their uh, inventions and all the stuff that they'd come up with and then steal it and then profit from it. Right. What if they figured out a way to do that without the Matrix, you know, but, but said, hey, if we all innovate, we can file patents and then we can privatize and come up with enough money to, you know, to run it ourselves why not Mm. like men in black you know how they have the uh, the patents on velcro and like the other alien things what the people in eureka are smart enough to come up with new things
0: i mean certainly if you took any one of these people they could they could operate something like this on their own i mean there are a lot of options of where to go from here a lot of options
1: yeah i I don't know i i I know you got you guys haven't seen the uh, the finale of Chuck. But I, I got to imagine that. And I, I'm sorry. I have the same kind of, well, it's over feeling to it. Coming up with Eureka here that it's. I, I know we've got what, what is probably going to be like one fantastic blowout story in, in next week. But it's I don't know. It's I, I don't know how to feel about it because it's, you know, it's it's, it's just a show that I've had really really kind of deep in my heart and it's and it's ending and i don't think it can ever really end the way that you would ultimately want it to (laughs) which is not (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) which is not ending well yeah well exactly (laughs) so it's like no matter what it's gonna be a letdown in some way yeah yeah it has to be I, i don't know i'm just trying to stay positive on it
2: well the way i like to think about it is that the people who brought us this gift in the first place are basically still at the helm, and they don't want to see it go away any more than we do. So, I, I think they're gonna they're gonna find a way to send the show out in style. I trust that.
0: You know, listening, and I know, Juan, you listen to the Nerdist Writers podcast as well, right? Uh, nope, nope.
2: I started listening to that for the yeah. first time the other day. Yeah, it's Have, awesome.
0: Having heard Eureka writers on there a number of times, you know, I gotta say clearly they care about the show. They care about the characters. They care about the audience, you know? I mean, you always kind of wonder sometimes if it's just a job because it wouldn't be – I don't think it would be bad if it was just a job for them. I mean, hell, you know, there comes a point where you write for years and years and years, and eventually, you know, you do your job and you go home and you do something else. But I think – I just got the feeling from everybody that I've heard uh, related to the show that, I mean – Obviously, they're sad to see it end. Obviously, they would love to do more of it. But I think they're—I I think you're right, Audra. I think that they care, and I think they're—I I think more than with many shows that we've watched, I think that they want to give us something that's going to make us feel as good as we can about it. I think they want to do that.
2: Yeah, and we know that they went out of their way to, you know, reshoot a, a big separate thing and, and rewrite right. and everything, so they have some control over that you know but
1: uh i hope we see zoe again before the yes i was gonna say
2: that oh you're so that would right. be a bummer if she just disappeared
1: i don't know man if they
0: bring back the old gd logo i can't imagine the last episode we're not gonna get some like real crazy throwbacks they'll bring back Baltar. <laughs> that would be awesome too by the way
2: <laughs> I, am, I am confident we're gonna see zoe again and i'm pretty positive we're gonna see beverly again uh in the last episode I can't wait to find out what all of this is. It's going to be awesome. Do
0: you think they're going to give a big reveal?
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: So your money, maybe that's it. You know, maybe in this, in this, you know, last podcast before the, the big final episode, um, maybe we should lay some quarter bets here on, on just for fun, obviously about what we think is,
1: uh, is going down. Oh, and Keeping yeah. in mind, the title of the next episode is Just Another Day, <laughs> which could be taken a couple different ways, yeah, no depending kidding. on if you're throwing irony in there or not. <laughs> always, always. Also, I, I mean, we've got, we've got the, 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 the low end of the spectrum where basically everything goes back to normal and it's just another day in Eureka. Or you go with the Buffy ending where literally the entire town is a crater.
0: <laughs> okay and so they're like oh kinda, i guess it's over so you kind of boxed it in there a little bit with the uh, yeah. you know the brackets on the edges <laughs>
1: yeah so those are the extreme
0: <laughs> i think i think you got it it's probably in between those I guess somewhere in the middle yeah
2: <laughs> somewhere between alpha and omega it exists yeah, that's awesome
0: no i mean you know we can't rule out time travel and alternate universes
1: and things like that yeah um, i don't see it going yeah, i there. really hope they don't do the reset no
2: no, that would suck.
1: I mean, it's already a pain that they've done the reset for uh, for uh, for Legion Day's character. I'm, I'm really oh, bad Holly me. Martin, yeah, oh yeah, it's already bad that they've done that. So maybe they can backpedal out of that. And
2: I don't, I don't necessarily think it's bad that they did. I mean, in a creative sense, you, you know, know why? it's I, hurtful I, and I emotionally hard that. that they did that. But I, I think that creatively, it was a cool move.
0: I think I know why too. It's, I was thinking when we were watching, I'm like, you know, you can't have such a big problem that you built up over so long. A couple of episodes go away. Really, almost the whole first half of the season, you know, go away with no cost. If there was right. no cost at all, it would feel artificial, I think. And, and I think the cost that we're going to end up paying, if not more, is Howie Martin's memory. Yeah, right.
2: I I completely agree with that. And it's not it's not just being cynical, you know, saying, well, if it worked out, that would be dumb. But you're right. It, it's not that simple. It's that if it if it worked out with absolutely no, no problem, no cost, like you yeah. said, we
0: would be sitting here it just, saying it wouldn't uh, feel
2: possible. Yeah. And, and it would be weird. And it would it would feel like they were spoon feeding us something and patronizing us if that right.
1: happened. Which I'd be able- maybe it'll be a clip show. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey guys. Well, Eureka shut down. Remember that time that Stark <laughs> oh. saved us all? It could be it could be a community style
0: clip show. Clip show oh, with stuff all that we never clips. saw yet. Yeah. <laughs> An alternate universe clip show. <laughs> Why is Dean Pelton walking
1: into the <laughs> What the hell? Into Cafe diem
2: Oh. I know a clip that you'll never see on Eureka uh, when Allison and, and Jack were putting the, like the other Carter away in the, you know, the, what is it called? The freezer? Yeah. yeah. Stasis or whatever. And he's like, "Yeah, I just I think you're keeping another copy of me, or copy of me around just in case, you know." Oh, Andre, She's like, yeah. "Yeah, whatever." And I'm like, "Allison's like best threesome ever." Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go all Doctor Manhattan on this. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh.
2: Also, not being shown in the clip show this week.
0: I I gotta tell you, you know, one way that the reset might actually makes sense and i think juan you might even you might even like this would be a would be an unending style ending like like the last episode of stargate sg1 you know where where you you live out you i mean i always thought that was probably the most brilliant final episode of of a series ever where you actually got to live out things that you just fantasize about finding out what happens. And then and then it partially resets to where you're still in a universe where they can do other things, but but that still exists because you have at least one character carry through to where that timeline right. well, is still there, you know?
1: Right. But the 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 way that, that really that I'm okay with that is that we had the follow up TV movie that dealt with finishing off the actual storyline. But they didn't leave it hanging. What do you mean? You mean the, you know the the one where um, the the SG one movie afterwards where they destroy the Ori? Not <laughs> spoilers. Well, yeah, but I mean, honestly, to be honest, I mean,
0: I care far less about the Ori than I cared about the characters. Like, right? I mean, but, I think that's awesome and all, but
1: I, I right. I'm saying from my perspective in terms of overarching stories. That's that's why I'm okay with that being that kind of very unique ending. I was, is that if they had left it if they had left it hanging like um, like they did with Atlantis or with uh, Universe, then it's I, I have more of a problem with that. I
0: respect that. I don't care. I'm like the the big bad enemy, the big bad as they call it, the writers seem to call them all the time. Uh, who you pick out, you know the the big enemy that you have. I care less about the big enemy being out there because there's always a big enemy out there and there always will be in in, in show universe, you know? But, but the characters and what happens to them and where they are left is, like, critical to me because without that, that kind of freaks me out, you know? But I totally understand other views. I think it's possible to do both with this, and I don't think you need the movie, especially when you consider where this episode left us. I mean, quite honestly, the only big bad there is no big bad that's hanging out there right now they cleared up the, well, the last the, one. the big
1: bad is them closing eureka well yeah and that's right so like if, if if the final episode is uh clips of alternate universes right and they you know they they find the time machine as they're clearing out gd right and they all start uh universe hopping right like say they go to 20 different universes and and see what happens to them in all of these different universes and then I get back and say, well, that was fun. All right, pack it into a box and let's get out of here. Or would you be okay with that? You know, I might be. I don't think that's the
0: worst, but I think that's not the only I'm possibility for this. I'm not saying it's, it's, it's this, a bad you know? thing.
1: I'm, I, I'm just throwing the theoretical out look, there. I'm not saying you, I, would, I wouldn't like it. Either. If you're
0: saying that Eureka has to stay open for you to be okay, then no, I, I'm not, I don't agree with that.
1: No, I'm not saying that. I'm just I, and, I didn't, and I wasn't saying that I wouldn't like that type of an ending. I think that, ending, that type of an ending could be really fun. It's just, I don't know, if, if leaving it up in the air is, is there a chance to save Eureka? Let's not answer that question. I, I'm not sure. I, I, I would prefer that they would say it either way, whether they leave it open or close it. I could see that.
0: I guess it's less important to me, but I could totally see that. Well, I think the, I, would I mean, that's, that's
1: the thing is that par- part of me is very big into continuity. That's, that's one of the reasons I like a lot of these long running shows that have story arcs that go from episode to episode to episode is that there's a re- part of me that really loves analyzing the continuity and, and seeing conclusions to long storylines. And when little pieces are left open, that that kind of just it, I, while I can enjoy the episode, it'll it'll there's part of my brain that'll that'll pick at it forever. I would venture That's my prefer, preference on that.
0: I would venture to say that um, that you represent a significant portion of the viewership. I'm I'm not quite as much that way, but uh, but I would. I would suggest that that viewpoint, though not mine, is probably really common and really popular. You know what I mean? I think I think you're far from alone with that. I, I I guess for me, I you know if if they left the characters hanging, that's I'm kind of the same way that you just described. You did a great job of describing it, and if you just swapped in the characters for me, that would like I. I can't describe it better than you. You know, it's not awful. Well, it's not like you're going to go away going, well, crap. But, you know, you're yeah. kind of like, eh.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, when Voyager ended, I, I, I would have right. been fine had they shown up over the Ocampa planet again going, oh, man, we're <laughs> <You're> back here.
0: <laughs> okay, that would have been worth it just for the yucks.
1: I got to yeah. say. I mean, <laughs> right. But, you know, if if it you was said just
2: trombone at the end,
0: if <laughs> it was just
1: like they're in, in the Borg conduit, and it just like goes slow motion, and they're like, "Well, you know, it's all come down to this." And blackout, like a la, um, oh, what's like that HBO show the that ends? The sopranos. sopranos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I that that type of thing. I would have just been like, "Yeah, yeah, ah.
0: I'm I'm. Ah. Go ahead, draw, ah. I'm gonna get out of your way.
2: Because <laughs> I'm like a snowplow. <laughs>
0: No, I am. That's why I'm getting out of the way. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I
2: was going to say, I, um, I've i only listened to a little bit of the Nerdist Writers Podcast. And I was listening to Jane Espenson talk about uh, just the, the process of writing. And it's so interesting because she really digs in. And instead yeah. of talking kind of around and sort of about writing, she gets right down into the grit of it and the mental process and, and actual strategies to make plot work and stuff. And, you know, God, I took a couple of creative writing classes uh, in grad school and some of them were short story form and some of them were novel, like you do chapters at a time and you would always bring them into workshop with people and you have to revise over and over and, you know, um, plot was always my weakest point, Uh, character, my strong point, and So, you know, when I think about what might they do or whatever, I, I feel like there's like my brain can only come up with so many, what might they do like possibilities until it just kind of hits a wall. And I'm like, I'm just not good enough at this. That's
0: why we're not writers. Yeah. Well,
2: to reach a point. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I feel like I can, I can't really critique anymore beyond a a very general kind of, I'd I'd hope to see this sort of thing. I'd hope to see some resolution with the characters. But when it comes down to it, man, that is hard work.
0: Oh, yeah. And, that's what and Juan I just, and I are doing here. Yeah. We're like, I think I might kind of like, I might like this, but hell, I mean, they might give us something, too, that, and, and it wouldn't be the first time, uh, that is nothing like what either of us described in any way and is better than that. It's well, possible. I mean, we
1: were, we were way off for this episode. Oh, God, <laughs> no it's going to okay. be Wynn. Oh, no. It's going to be Evil Holly. Oh, no. It's, oh. Well, that's none. Yeah. I had not considered that, dude. <laughs>
2: And that hand coming out is so like vague, you know. It could be yeah. anything
0: or anyone. Which makes sense because it was. It was like the NPCs, you know. It was kind of vague. It's like a
2: symbolic reaching out, as opposed to one person actually saying, "Hey, I'm here." It's a symbolic reaching yeah. out. That's pretty cool.
1: Henry had to jack me to get at my MP3s.
2: <laughs> you know, Henry as like evil NPC Henry. That's when he's yeah. like. Uh, instead of, what, instead of carbonite, we're going to hook you into this thing and, like, up to a hive mind forever. And he just did it so gleefully. You know what they probably were? You <laughs> I just th- know that, that that Joe Morton is just getting way too much of a at kick Morten out of Morton
0: And they said, just be yourself for this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's like, because I've he never actually seen him, of, but yeah. I just get this feeling that that's him. He's just, like, this, this uh, happy guy. He's just so, guy. like,
2: deliciously evil with it. <laughs>
0: That would be awesome. That is not better.
2: <laughs> I like how even, yeah, how is that better? I like how even Larry was one of the NPCs. And, oh. and you realize that kind of early on when he like exchanges glances with like, Joe.
1: And, and menacingly still, like, eats that donut. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if it, look, you know, what, you know what I think that was? I think that was entirely Bear, Bear McCreary i think you could do a like uh, what's the uh, what's the startled squirrel or the surprise squirrel you remember oh, the, yeah the, the meme from way uh, oh um, yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah chipmunk a dra- a dramatic
0: uh, chipmunk dramatic chipmunk
1: that's it dun, dun, dun! <laughs> but, but have you seen the
0: ones where they play like all the different music like so he's surprised he's, he's happy he's like all these things and it's the music and what they're right, really right. proving there is that it's not what you see, it's what you hear. I think that's it with that. I think you could take that video of him walking by, and I think you could put different music behind it, and you could make it funny, you could make it sad, well, you could make it creepy. Can
1: you feel love you tonight? What is love? Lady,
2: don't hurt me. Actually, I like
1: big butts, and I can't <laughs> not.
2: Everybody hurts. Oh, 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 you
0: guys rock. <laughs> see what I mean? I mean, just to picture that with but, all that. But
2: there was this exchange where Larry was up on the balcony and Joe stood below and they kind of looked at each other and did this very knowing kind of. Gla- I mean, I'm
0: telling you, it's the music. If okay, you go back right. and listen, there's like this wow. You know what it's, was it's cool? It's the movie. Luke
1: nodding at R2 moment. <laughs> 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 wow. And Larry's R2 up on the sail barge. Of course.
2: You know what was Larry cool, is though, is when, when Fargo <laughs> was walking through the the center of GD and you see... The camera stays on him and he's walking toward the camera and the camera's backing up and you see all the other people walking in the opposite direction past him and they're all kind of slowly turning their heads to look. Ah, that was brilliant. I love that. I mean, and maybe a little bit cliche, but but awesome the way that they all, you could tell the whole town had been changed because of the way that a all very turned.
1: surreal moment to it. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. Like it, you almost wondered if Fargo wasn't imagining yeah, that they you were couldn't doing quite that.
1: tell if Fargo
0: was maybe well, it, being paranoid or not.
1: Right. It was, it was like, is this, is this the kind of Ty hallucinating shooting a Dama in the head moment or is, or what's going on here? You know, where everybody's like, Oh, slowly turn into a, yeah. Anyway.
2: And I liked the, uh, the camera work Chuck pointed out. It's a, a push pull when Allison sees the, you know, freaky, non-existent, like, seven-year-old right. Jenna. And, you know, they they do the push-pull with the camera, so it's like, Re, 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 you know? Yeah, she gets
1: creepy kid is scarier than anything else I in the know, entire movie. Right? That's,
2: that's why they, uh, in Battlestar, they had Cavill, you know, kill off the creepy kid. It's, well, I guess he, mm. would, oh, he wasn't the actually, creepy
0: kid. Actually, in the uh, miniseries, you have... Uh, you have Oh, six, uh, kill the baby? Yeah. Well, I
2: guess that's not the same as the baby or the kid being creepy, but...
0: I don't know, man. The kid was involved and it was creepy. It
2: was, yeah. But when the kid... <laughs> the baby was model
0: seven. <laughs> yeah. When
2: the kid himself or herself is creepy, that's like the worst. It is.
0: It is. I totally Like, I want
2: to watch. And I'm like, oh, really? Come on. Always the <laughs> curious one. You know, that, but that's that dialogue... It. I mean, they're
0: I, not quite... Right. You right. Know?
2: Yeah. And I I was like that dialogue. Jack says some weird things like come out, come out wherever you are. And um, those
0: are all, I think those are all like horror references.
2: Yeah. I think yeah. they must be. They're all like horror. I just don't watch enough horror movies, but it, but it
0: feels like it to me. So I, yeah. I feel dumb. I can't really be the normal pull the cue like we do, you know, because it's not my
1: thing. Yeah, you're right on that. And and it's very in line with the uh the, the kind of canned dialogue that all those NPCs had in the Matrix. Right,
2: right.
1: It was very kind of dismissive, non-explanational, and just, just you know, very straightforward and creepy.
2: There was a cool shot, too, an overhead camera shot, where uh, Joe, NPC Joe, NPC Henry, and <clears throat> yeah, NPC know, Jack not- were standing. Yeah, and they're all standing kind of in a triangle, like all sort of facing out, and they were all uh, looking for Allison in the woods.
1: Actually, then- it was Andy uh, Joe. Oh, uh, and you're, the-
2: you're right you're Jack, right yeah. yeah Andy Joe and, and Jack
1: and they split like perfectly
2: yep they all stepped off in like a triangulate you know in three different directions and they all took a step and and just yeah it was it was robotic like I was yeah. like that was cool
1: that' was some pres- yeah precision choreography there.
2: yeah and I thought that the little things that they did like that throughout the episode were really it was really convincing you know yeah it was. like it, and it wasn't difficult to tell who were the NPCs because they they well, yeah, and anybody and, that
1: was real was very kind of jittery and, 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 and kind of nervous and bouncing around. And the, uh,
2: and made and the NPCs and, flowed. Yeah, the NPCs were creepily confident.
1: They were very technically graceful, where they're just kind of just drifting around <laughs> and... and
2: Although, uh, until they
1: start beating in the cabin,
2: Yeah. Although real life Zane, uh, doing that little two-legged hop over the, the splooge of what used to be parish was pretty graceful too. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. I, I think they just wanted to like dump goo onto Will Wheaton.
1: How did you know? Well, come on. You don't trust me.
2: <laughs> real, You would never trust me.
1: You're a dick. That's yeah. what I thought.
2: Burn up
0: <laughs> <laughs> from X-Men.
2: Yeah. Play the guitar <laughs>
0: From Red dwarf. Yeah. There are a lot of these to draw upon
2: And he's like <laughs> they, <shoot him.
0: laughs> they
2: They all shoot him All at once How'd you like, know it was me? Because
0: <laughs> you sounded good
2: <laughs> It's like that's what he sounds like in his head
0: uh. <laughs> Yeah I, I was totally thinking X-Men You're a dick Fair enough.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, guys, uh, we got to wrap up cause we are on our way to comic con. Audra and I.
2: Yes. Yes. And I am really hoping to see the Eureka panel and try to catch oh, any, yeah. any Eureka niss that I can at all at the con this year. Um, It has really been so much fun. I've always enjoyed this show, but I feel like I've gotten to know it better and love it even better through doing this project with you guys. So
0: I'm excited to,
2: you know, pick up any memorabilia I can.
1: Yeah. Juan? Uh, I'm just really uh, 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 anticipating the, the finale here. I'm very excited and... It should be awesome to kind of deconstruct it once it's done, and uh, I hope you guys have a lot of fun at the uh, at Comic-Con. Make sure to take a lot of pictures and say hi to everyone for me.
2: Yeah, we will.
1: We, we most will. definitely will.
0: Because I'll be working.
2: Uh, oh. Don't worry. I will buy you a present.
0: Hell yes. <laughs> me too. <Awesome.
2: laughs>
0: well, I am... I, I agree with you, Audra. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, this was... This is a cool project. I say was. We're not done yet. We've got one project more of and passion. Absolutely, and 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 who knows? Maybe another. I appreciate all to wrap the work that's afterwards. been done
2: here in Savirica. we uh, been done.
0: It has been really cool. Uh, this show has been a lot of fun. I know all of us kind of uh, have enjoyed watching it and talking about it together. It was very much like what's originally started the whole GWC network with, uh, uh, with you know we. Uh, GWC was originally Galactica Water Cooler for the f- few people who
1: have worn around. There are probably
0: lots now that weren't around back then, as long as ago as that Hi, this was.
1: Is, this, is, uh, this is David from Victoria. And <laughs> I, could, I, can, I could confirm this, but uh, I'm, I'm a little too shy, so bye.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that was Juan many years ago, back before he was Juan. Um, <laughs> the pre-Juan days. And uh, anyway, we, we loved... We started this. We started uh, Galactica Water Cooler because you know Audra Sean, and I enjoyed talking about Battlestar Galactica and thought it would be fun to share with other people. Turns out we were right. It was a hell of a lot of fun. And uh, uh, Juan and Audra and I started this because we were talking about Eureka all the time and we thought it would be fun to share that. And we had the network sitting there talking
1: about it on Halo Night.
0: We're like, you know. <laughs>
1: Wait a minute, <laughs> and we
0: actually, <laughs> we have a process for this. <laughs> and sadly, we haven't played Halo since then because we traded Halo Night for Podcast Night. We did, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We,
2: we need to bring Halo Night back. In addition, I agree. to Podcast Night.
0: It's been worth it with Podcast Night. It's been a lot. I agree. It's been a lot of fun doing this with you guys. I'm looking forward to a couple more, and uh, we'll see you next week. From everyone here at Save Eureka and GWC, thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch Eureka or other fun shows with some of the friendliest people in geekdom, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. We'd love to hear from you as well. If you have something to add to the show, give us a call at 214-296-9229. That's 214-296-9229. And follow the instructions there to leave us a message for inclusion in a future podcast. Financial support from listeners like you keep all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate.